know is we don't have a lot of time left. We don't have any time to waste. And I know that there is a day when Jesus will sit on the throne of David. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. This is Jim Scudder, and you're listening to In Grace, as today we once again open up the Word of God and study what He has to say about the future. We are in a series called Armageddon's Dawn, and this is a 43-part sermon series, so we're going to be doing this for a while because there is a lot to talk about. And today we're going to continue to talk about this topic, Will the Church Go Into the Tribulation? Now, you might not be familiar with the terms rapture, tribulation, millennium, future state, but the Bible speaks of these things. And I think what will really help you in our series study, Armageddon's Dawn, is our free prophecy chart. All you have to do is contact us today and we will either send it to you or you can download it digitally. If you download it, you can look at it right on your smartphone or your tablet or your PC, uh, or you can even print it out uh, or let us mail you a copy. This gives you the entire timeline of future events all in one glance. And as we study through these things, I think it will really help you. Now, let me also say that we're going to be coming to the Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona area this Saturday. We have an event that we call Gathering Grace. We've done them all over the country. And this Saturday, we're excited to leave the cold of Chicago and head out to Arizona. And I can't wait to meet you. Now, we only have a limited number of free tickets to this event. It's this Saturday, February 3rd. If you're in the Phoenix area or anywhere in Arizona, come on out and we would love to meet you if we have tickets left. Check our website, ingraceradio.com. Click on Gather in Grace. Let me ask you a question. Today, is God working directly with the Jewish nation? The answer is no. Romans 9, 10, and 11 says that he's not done with Israel when you're cooking on a stove and you've got a dish a pan that's to a certain place, you're going to take that and put it on the back of the stove. It's not on the heat right now. You're going to put it on the back burner. But your intention is to bring that back into the meal somewhere, right? You're not working with that right now. You put it in the back burner. That's what's happening today with Israel. God is not done with Israel. Paul said, has God cast away Israel? No. He has a plan for Israel. He has promised unconditionally to give them the land forever. For Jesus to sit on the throne of his father David forever. That's a promise that's intact. It's a promise that was not dependent upon the Jewish following the Lord or not. It was an unconditional promise. There were conditional promises. If you serve me, I'll bless you, so on and so forth. And they failed and they had to go under the chastening hand of God. But God is not done with them. Today is not Jewish. Today, God is working through what's called the ecclesia, the called out assembly. We have an English word for it, the church. The church. We're in the age of the church. It is not a Jewish age. It's not even a Gentile age. 
We're in an age, according to Galatians 3.28, that is neither Jew nor Greek. Greek is a word for Gentile. We're neither Jew nor Greek. It's not bond or free. There's not male or female. We're all one in Christ Jesus. So I believe that is one of the greatest proofs that we're living in a day that is God is working with the church, which isn't Jewish or Gentile. It's the church. And then once that church is gone, it's like God had a timer. So if you have someone in a race and they're running and they keep passing by the starting point, you keep checking their lap time, and then they get to a certain point, and there's one lap left, but then they stop the race for some reason, and the official stops the clock. And then when they start the race, maybe there's been rain or lightning or something, they got one more lap, then they line them up, and then they start the timer again. And so right now, we're at the stopped timer. But that timer is going to restart. We don't know when, but it can't be while we are here because we're in the church. God is not working with the Jewish nation directly today. Now, he's regathered them for the future, for that last week. Now let's talk about the breaking up of, of these weeks. First, let's go back to Daniel 9.24. So we have these 70 weeks, 70 Shabuahs, 70 units of seven. We believe 70 times seven years, which is 490 years. Upon thy people, upon thy holy city. Now there's six things that will be accomplished in this 70 years, in the time frame of these 70 years. The first one is to finish the transgression. That's a reference to the transgression of Israel. Then it says to make an end of sins. That's the national sins of Israel. And that will come to an end. Number three is to make reconciliation for iniquity. God is going to provide in this 490 years a way of redemption through the death and resurrection of his son Jesus. It also says that it's going to bring in everlasting righteousness. That's referring to the end of the 490 years when Jesus establishes the thousand-year rule and reign, the millennial kingdom. It says to seal up the vision and prophecy, which means that all will be fulfilled. All the prophecies of this book will have been fulfilled at the end of the 490 years. And then to anoint the most holy. That has reference, I believe, to the Holy of Holies in a future millennial temple in which Ezekiel spoke about. So that's what's happening in these 490 years. I believe the stopwatch has stopped. The first 483 years have been fulfilled and completed, but there's still one last week. 69 weeks have been finished. There's one week left, another seven years. Now let's go back to Daniel chapter 9. And look at verse 25. Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and to build Jerusalem. This is very exact. Bible prophecy isn't vague. It's very, very exact. We have a starting point to these 70 times 7. These 490 years is going to start. The stopwatch in essence starts at the decree, the commandment to restore and build Jerusalem. Now when was that? There were several decrees by Persian kings. But we're looking for one that's a decree by the king of the people that are in captivity to go back and rebuild the walls, rebuild the city of Jerusalem. We find such a decree by a king by the name of Artaxerxes 
Longimaeus. There's two Artaxerxes. This is the second one. And he made a decree around 445 BC. And so that would be the likely starting point of this prophecy. And then it says, unto Messiah the Prince. Messiah the Prince. This has to be Jesus, right? The Messiah. Okay, we have here the decree of Artaxerxes. All right, and then we have another event that we believe is the ending point, the triumphal entry of Christ when he's proclaiming himself to the nation of Israel as the Messiah. The triumphal entry, Palm Sunday, back in, we believe, 32 AD. Now, there's a lot of technicality in the calendar. We don't have time to go into all that today. If you're interested in doing some of the math, uh, Sir Robert Anderson Uh, Academy Royale, he is a scientist from England, and he did some really great research on this, and I won't go into that. But we have a starting point and an ending point for those first, first period. So let's go back to the verse. So we have the commandment to restore Jerusalem to the coming of Messiah the Prince shall be seven weeks. We have one division here that is seven weeks, which is 490 years, seven times seven, right? 490 years. And then we have another chunk of these first 69 weeks, which is 62 weeks. And it says here in Daniel 9, 25, it first says seven weeks, and then it says, and three score, which a score is 20, so three score is 60, and two. So 62 weeks, which is 434 years, you have another chunk of the first chunk, 69. The street shall be built again, the wall even in troublous times. And then it says, after three score two weeks, so that second chunk of time, the 434 years, Messiah will be cut off. By the way, that means killed. Now, many people in the Old Testament believed the Messiah was coming, but very few people thought that he would be killed. Messiah was coming to rule and to reign and to get rid of these Romans, right? To get rid of oppression, to get rid of the Gentiles. And we will be free as God wanted us to be as a Jewish nation. That's what they thought. They didn't see Isaiah 53, that he would be cut off in here in Daniel chapter 9. So at the end of these first 69 weeks broken up into two, 62 and 7, we have the Messiah being cut off. And then it also talks about not for himself. He, was, he died not for himself, he died for you, he died for me, he died for make it an end of sin. And the people of the prince. Now this is another prince. We saw the first prince, that was the Messiah. Messiah the prince, that was Jesus. Now we see, it's the same word, but this isn't capitalized. This is another prince, this is the Antichrist. The people of the prince, he's coming out of a revised Roman empire, that's another prophecy of Daniel. But we have here the Romans, The people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. You know what happened after Jesus died and he predicted this? Titus, the Roman, destroyed Jerusalem. If you want to learn more about the Bible's end time prophecies, In Grace and Pastor Jim Scudder have great resources that will help you. First, we have a large prophecy chart that we will send you absolutely free. And when you give a gift of any amount, You'll also receive our eight-part video series, Armageddon's Dawn, filmed in Israel. This series will give you a visual experience that will transport you to the very places mentioned in Revelation. We also would like to send you Pastor Jim's entire 43-sermon audio series, Armageddon's Dawn, on CD or MP3 for gifts of $30. 
Don't miss out on this opportunity to enrich your understanding of biblical prophecy. Contact In Grace today at 800-78-GRACE. That's 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Get your free prophecy chart and unlock the secrets of the end times today. There will be halfway through the seven years, there has to be a temple because the Antichrist, according to Daniel 9, remember all the other 69 weeks have been fulfilled exactly. That means the seventh, the last week, is going to be fulfilled exactly. Halfway through that, it says that the sacrifice and oblation shall cease and the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate. We call that the abomination of desolation. The Antichrist will do something in the temple, probably like a previous person had killed a pig in the temple, just the worst desecration, and setting himself up as God. But I'm telling you, it's coming just as sure as the rest of these things have been fulfilled. Now, with all of that, the first 69 weeks, Jewish. After the rejection of Christ by the Jewish people, there's this mystery, there's this unusual thing that's happening when God is not working with Jew or Gentile, he's working with the church. The gospel goes by Peter to Cornelius, and the gospel eventually reaches you and me, and, and we're not Jew or Gentile, we're all one in Christ Jesus. We should love the Jews, support them, believe in them, help them every way we can, oppose anti-Semitism, go to Israel, show them our love, because God is going to once again, start that time watch again. And there will be a future for Israel. There will be a time in which once this Antichrist desecrates their temple, they will know for sure they've been duped. And the Bible says they will believe on him whom they have pierced. And I believe the remnant, those that are alive, will be saved. And then the Antichrist will try to obliterate them. That was his plan all along. So let's go back to Revelation chapter 3. And I'm going to read the verse before what I gave you. So we'll start in verse 319. Remember, this is the end of the seventh church. The different churches that Jesus was speaking to, the church of Laodicea, he says, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous therefore, and repent. The church today, I believe, is in the age of Laodicea. We are carnal. We are fleshly. We are lukewarm. We don't, really don't care about the things of God. And so God, it's as if he wants to, to vomit sometimes when he sees what's happening in our churches today. And then he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. By the way, this has been used by many to say, Jesus is standing at the door of your heart and he wants you to accept him as Savior. And by the way, I don't think that this is talking about the heart. It doesn't say the heart. He's talking about the door. He'd just been talking to the churches. This is the door of the church. He's supposed to be here. He wants to be here. I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. The whole point of the church age is fellowship with our Savior and walking with him and, and him helping us to achieve everything he wants us to do in our lives. But we've closed the door many times on him. How do I know that? Well, I don't know if any of you have gotten into this, but I'm bothered by what people are into today. And I, Again, I don't think anyone in here is into this, but the Game of Thrones. 
It's a popular series. I've never watched it. I've read a review about it, and it sounds just horrible. They said, one reviewer said, the king and queen of Game of Thrones is sex and violence. But are Christians into that? Probably. Probably. What does the Bible say? We are lukewarm. We focused, let's say it wasn't all about sex and violence. Let's just say it was just some fantasy thing. Is that what we're supposed to be focusing on? Is that what we're supposed to be giving our time to or the Star Wars convention? And, and I see on the news, this McCormick Center is full of really goofy looking people. And again, if you're into that, you know, all I, all I know is we don't have a lot of time left. All I know is that, that we don't have any time to waste. And I know that there is a day when Jesus will sit on the throne of David. That's the throne we should be excited about. Or maybe the Bema seat, the time in which Jesus is going to judge us, not for heaven and hell, but judge us of how we've lived. And we get so easily sucked into what the world says is great. And then the next thing we know, at the very least, we're wasting our time. At the very worst, we're into the worst of immorality. Can a Christian be into those things? Yeah, because salvation isn't dependent upon us. It's dependent on our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're saved. We're in him. But we can certainly walk away. We can certainly close the door to him. And when we do, if he loves you, which he does, he's going to chasten you, which he will. Don't waste your time with all of that. Revelation 3.21, to him that overcometh will I grant to sit me in my throne. That's the throne we should be excited about, even as I also overcame. Who's an overcomer? The person that has put their trust in the overcomer. And am set down with my father in this throne. He that hath an ear, do you have an ear today? Do you? If you have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And then the next chapter of Revelation begins after this. Revelation 4, 1 starts after this. We don't hear about the church anymore until the very end of Revelation. What does that mean to me? That means that God has taken the church out the timer has started on that last week of Daniel, which is Jewish, and the world is in for a seven-year period that it has never known before. There's a little boy that was playing over at Grandma's house, and he was mesmerized by Grandma's grandfather clock, loved it. And it was about noontime, and he ran up to the clock, and he's waiting in expectation, and sure enough, as that hand touches 12, Gong, gong, gong. That was the 12th one. And then gong 13, gong 14, gong 15, gong 16. Something had stuck in the mechanism. And it went to 16. And he went tearing into the kitchen. Grandma, grandma. It's later than it's ever been before. <laughs> I said, that is exactly right. It's later than it's ever been before. What are you doing for Christ? Are you chasing a career? Are you chasing a promotion? 
Are you chasing a spouse? These aren't bad things, but chase the Lord Jesus Christ. Love him, serve him. James 5, 8 says, be patient, establish your heart, for the coming of the Lord is nigh. It is later than it's ever been before. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the trump will sound, the voice of the archangel, and we will not have any more time to serve the Lord on this planet. Are you ready for that day? Are you on your way to heaven? Are you part of the bride of Christ? Have you put your trust in Jesus Christ? You say, well, I'm religious. I'm here, or I'm watching, or I'm listening. Uh, just because you're here, or you're watching, or you're listening, doesn't mean that you're going to heaven. Going to heaven is not based on our religion. It's not based on our works. It's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works. Lest any man should boast. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible says that you and I have sin. We've fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus had no sin. He came to die for sinners. He became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Our sins were paid for by Jesus on the cross and by faith in him you have eternal life. Everywhere we go, we should be able to tell people that God loves you. Jesus died for you on a cross, and by faith in him, you are saved. Are you doing that? You say, well, that's the pastor's job. It is my job, but it's your job too. How? Because you're going to meet people I'll never know. And God wants you to have that wonderful experience of sharing the gospel with somebody else. Can you imagine you get to heaven? Yeah, I knew all about the Game of Thrones or I had all the Star Wars memorabilia. They had someone on the news and they had a whole closet full of boxes, toys they hadn't even opened. I guess if you want to be a collector, you don't open the boxes. It's like, what kind of person doesn't play with the toys, you know? I mean, if you got them, just get them out and have a great time with them. But it's just like... <laughs> That's, that's so important. And then we stand before God. And we just, yeah, you should have seen my Star Wars collection, you know. It's like, it's going to sound so silly. So let's wake up. If you have an ear, hear what the Spirit has said to the church today. Have an ear to hear. And that's important for us sometimes we're listening, but we're really not listening. These are important things. You say, well, wait a second. If you're saying the church isn't going to be in the tribulation, why should I care about studying these events? Well, I think it's really simple. It will inspire us to serve the Lord more faithfully and with more urgency because the Lord can come back at any moment. And we want to tell more and more people how they can spend eternity with God in heaven and also avoid these horrible things that are coming upon this earth. We would love for you to be better equipped to know what the Bible says about the end times. And we have a really great prophecy chart I'd like to send to you absolutely free. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE or go to ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us here at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, 
Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. We'll repeat all that in just a second. But this chart will really help lay it all out for you. You can also download it for free from our website, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. When you contact us, ask us about our other Armageddon Dawn Prophecy resources. We have an eight-part video series filmed in Israel at the actual places that these things are going to happen. And we have the entire 43-part sermon series. And that's for only $29.95. The uh, video series is for your gift of any amount, and the chart is for free. You really can't beat that, right? So contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com, and be prepared for the return of the Lord. Are you ready for an end times journey of biblical proportions? Get the stunning Armageddon's Dawn Prophecy Chart for free. Or give any amount and receive the incredible Armageddon's Dawn eight-part video series. Plus, you can order the 43-part audio preaching series. Contact InGrace today at 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to InGrace at P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us 800 78 Grace or go online ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.